Hello and welcome to the Telehealth OT podcast where occupational therapists, parents, caregivers, and patients share their telehealth stories. My name is Dr. Reina Oliveira and I am the owner of Telehealth OT Services where we specialize in working with children with autism and also provide education and trainings to occupational therapists about telehealth. I have been able to share my story with the world and now I am extremely happy to give others the opportunity to do the same. We are kicking it off with a very big company, might I say, in the telehealth space. And I was just sharing before I hit record the story about how my ultimate goal, like when I first learned about telehealth, was to work for presence learning. And I think most of you know my story. I kind of just bypassed working for anyone else and started my own business. But I'm very happy to get to know these ladies and get to know more about what presence learning is up to these days and what their role is for the occupational therapy world. So without further ado, we have Kristen Martinez and Tasha Perkins Holmes, and I'm going to just read their bios real quick, and then I'll let them share their backstories about how they got into their careers. So Kristen received her MA in speech language and hearing sciences from the University of Colorado at Boulder and has been a speech language pathologist for over 20 years. Kristen provided speech language services to children in her local school district and in private practice before starting as a teletherapist with presence learning in 2013. Kristen has supported teletherapy services for hundreds of school districts and has presented on the topic of teletherapy nationwide and currently serves as a clinical director for presence learning. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you, Rena. So nice to be here. All right. So Tasha has her master's in occupational therapy and oh boy, I don't know this, a BCP. Can you share what that is? Yes. So recently um, I found out that I did pass the advanced certification for the AOTA board certification um, in pediatrics. So now I can put BCP. Oh, I I feel um, like I should know this, but I know nothing about (laughs) certifications. That's really bad. Um, But congratulations. That's really cool. Um, All right. So Tasha has provided occupational therapy services in a variety of occupational health settings with patients in age groups spanning from toddlers to the elderly. She spent a decade providing school-based OT services to students both on-site and as a teletherapist. Currently, Tasha is a clinical quality and resource manager at Presence Learning. Welcome, Tasha. I I know that the OTs are going to have lots of questions for you, so I cannot wait to hear both of your roles. But first, let's dive into how did you, Tasha, get into the OT world? What's your OT story? So my OT story actually started out as a pre-law story. Um, I was pre-law. I wanted to work with kids and advocate for them. And that first year in college, I was like, wow, there's a lot of red tape. Oh. <laughs> you know, I just want to help people. Yeah. So um, fast forward to the summer between my junior and my senior year, um, I had the pleasure of working with um, an OTA and a workshop that actually worked on work skills for patients who were in a lockdown mental health facility. And I loved it because I got to work with them every day. And I got to see the immediate impact of me helping them. And I went back to school and I said, yeah, I'm changing my major. I am going to go to grad school for OT. 
this is, you know, this is incredible. Like this allows me to really help people, which is what I wanted to do. And no regrets, right? No regrets. <laughs> I feel like no one regrets going into this field. I love it. All right, Kristen, how did you become a speech and language pathologist? So I, my, I started as a psych undergrad. Um, so I think, you know, a similar where I, I knew I wanted to do something that had a pretty clear impact on people um, in support of those who, you know, were in some way just needing supports, were struggling to support themselves, help themselves. Um, but I wasn't really clear on what that was going to be as an undergrad. Um, and then I took a neuropsych class my senior year, and it was my favorite psych class that I had taken and learned about the language centers of the brain. And from there started to learn about speech language pathology. And I just was really fascinated by that. So um, I did decide that I was going to go into the field of speech language pathology, originally thinking I wanted to work with adults with aphasia um, and started out that way. And then over the, th- the course of the three years of my graduate program, um, made my way more towards school-based services and really loved the diversity of that. I loved that I could work on such a wide range of, of things. Um, I felt like I was never going to get bored. Um, no two days were going to be alike, which was true. So I really loved working in the schools. Um, I was very fortunate. I actually live here. It's a great school district, truly no complaints. Um, it was rather, it was kind of happenstance that I ended up starting with presence learning. It was on a whim when in 2013, when I knew no one who was doing teletherapy. So it was, Mm -hmm. it was, I really, it was going to be a very short-term gig. I thought I was going to do this for a little while while I was taking leave of absence from my school district. And about a month in, I, it just like hit me. It's like, wow, this is amazing. I really love this. Um, Not only did it allow me to have more flexibility for my family, um, which I think is always important for most of us, but at the time it was really important. Um, but I really, I saw how well my kids responded, how well the students did, that it was effective. Um, and, and frankly, I was, I was able to better focus my time and energy on being a speech language pathologist. Um, than I was working physically in the schools where, my time and energy was often diverted into other things, which I think is often the experience that many of us have. So yeah, so it stuck. So here I am um, many years later. <laughs> I love it. I love how things just like happen organically like that for you. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, and you have to just like trust kind of where the universe is taking you. So right here we are today. Share with everyone about presence learning. Like what is the company doing as a whole, what are they known for now? Right. Yeah. So, so first Raina, we're really happy to be here. Thanks for having us. I do think it's been a long time coming. We've wanted to connect with you. So Tasha and I are really excited to talk with you. Yeah. So, I'm so happy yes. you guys are here with me. So for anyone who's not familiar, um, I'll just give a quick background. Presence Learning um, is a teletherapy company specializing in services to the K-12 population. Um, We actually work all the way down to early intervention um, through transition age services. Uh, So very highly comprehensive across speech language, occupational therapy, um, mental health, psychoeducational services. 
and we have been around since 2009. So we are really kind of the um, old folks in the field in terms of having been around, I think, originally the longest, um, and things have changed dramatically in the last decade. Um, and since Tasha and I joined the company, it's been really incredible to see the growth and interest, um, you know, starting out when I used to present and go to conferences, I spent a lot of time just defending teletherapy, um, mm -hmm. in, in general and bringing people, even, even allowing them to be open to the idea and, now it's much more, people have much more specific questions and they're really, I think for the most part over the hurdles of can teletherapy be effective and more, okay, how do you work in this goal area? How do you address this age population? Um, which is great. Those are the conversations Tasha and I would prefer to have is really kind of digging into our, you know, talking with our colleagues about clinical um, scenarios and how teletherapy really can support this. So yeah, so I've been very fortunate to be um, in many different roles at Presence Learning and part of the expansion and seeing so many things change and develop. Um, and our, our traditional model, what we've been doing for over the past decade is contracting with clinicians, so OTs, SLPs, mental health, and then we contact with school districts. And so providing those direct services in the schools, um, but we have done so through our own platform. So we have a proprietary platform that was, again, it's been built and developed over the last 10, 12 years, and it is specifically built for therapy. So there is not a single tool or feature about our platform that was not developed for a clinical purpose that didn't come from one of us, like someone like Tasha or someone like me, or one of the many other clinicians involved in presence learning who said, you know, this is something that's really essential to my ability to serve students. Can this be developed? And we have an incredible product and engineering team and they would develop it. So it's a fantastic platform as a therapist to be able to work in. And so the most recent change to what we're doing is March, 2020, um, when things changed for, I think all of us, um, we realized that we had this tremendous tool that up to, up until that point was only available for our clinicians who were contracting with us. And when we saw that there were therapists in school districts and private practice all over the country who suddenly had to become teletherapists overnight and were really just thrown into it, um, we saw an opportunity to help and to support that need. And so we made our platform available. So that we call that our therapy essentials and it is, it's a suite of tools and resources, including um, some training, some, um, tech support, our proprietary platform, games, assessments. It's the whole, really the package of um, everything available for therapists who are delivering services virtually. And so that is one of the things that we're, we would love to talk about today. I love it. I heard so many great things about the platform and it was like, what are they using? Like nobody, it was like this best kept secret. Like nobody knew <laughs> like what this platform was. It wasn't like, you know, for me, I always talk about that. I use simple practice as the EMR and mm -hmm. it was like, people wanted to know like what platform are the presence learning OTs or and SLPs and mental health providers like using. And it was just like top secret. And so I think it's fantastic that you guys finally are letting everyone have access to it. 
Um, so I saw quick, like briefly on the site that there's, I guess, three packages, right? And it seems like one is geared specifically for SLPs and then the other one maybe uh, cognitive focused. And Tasha, do you want to answer like, what is the layout and what, which one is more beneficial for OTs at this point? So the OT and speech platform, um, those are comparable because uh, we as OTs and speech, we use a lot of the same tools. We just use them in different ways. And, you know, as Kristen said, you know, she started out as a provider and so did I. And I'll be honest, in 2014, when I came to Presence Learning, I was like, this platform is fantastic and it's evolved over time. And so now it's even better. So, you know, I came for the curiosity, but I certainly stayed for using the platform. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. And so it's a very robust platform that was made um, to be able to support services. So you have timers that help to assist with, um, you know, those behavioral supports for students who need the timers. Uh, you also have rewards, so that way you can, you know, do the positive um, reinforcement for your students to participate. Um, a lot of OTs are really curious, well, I'm so used to pointing things out on a piece of paper for my student or adjusting my student's body when we're, you know, doing our sessions. It really has so many tools that it does allow you to give those multi-sensory multi cues um, minus the tactile ones. So we have stamps that can be used as pointer fingers. You have settings where you can turn on and off what your student sees with your cursor moving. Uh, we have sights, we have sounds, we have the ability to load videos. So if your student works better with using seeing a dynamic video for learning letter formation, mm -hmm. it's there. If your student works better with you giving those verbal cues and demonstrating straight on the screen, it's there. And I mean, I really think that one of the best things is that there's no hack needed for that second camera because for OTs, we need to see what's on the desktop. Yeah. So your student has the ability to hook up a second camera. The therapist has the ability to hook up a second camera. They can show their desktop. They can also see what the student is doing on their, their desktop, as well as stay visually engaged with that student as well. Um, we have so many dynamic tools that allow for visual schedules to be created for the students in words or pictures. So um, in terms of the use, uh, we really use um, and it's not necessarily the speech platform, it's the platform for speech and OT. And then there would be for the um, mental health providers, but you know, we, and it works really well because if you want to co-treat with the speech therapist, because we do that on site, right. you certainly can do it. It has the ability um, to do that because it has all the tools that the speech therapist would want to use as well as all of the tools that the OT would like to use and everyone can be in the room at the same time. So it really, I mean, the platform, it's amazing. I love it. It sounds really good. So we didn't prep for this. I'm going to ask you guys some tough questions, like things that are coming to my mind right now. So training, like I now get this uh, tele th therapy essentials and then what, what's the process like for me as a provider who needs to learn how to use this? What's the training that's provided? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of different, it depends in part where people are coming from. If, if as part of school districts, if they're larger groups, um, we do have a pretty extensive, it's a higher price point <laughs> for one thing for districts. Um, 
and really because it does include some live training sessions um, that you know lead into that. But even for the individual pr private practice user or clinic, you know, small group user, there are help docs, there are videos that um, are available to watch as you get get the platform. Um, and so, you know, I think I think it's it's layered. Um, you know, one of my goals um, at some points in the next several months is to develop some add-on training so that if a private practice user um, felt that they they did want a little you know a live training or a little bit extra to get them going that that's an option but it may not be something that everybody wants to pay for some people may feel like I'm I'm ready I don't really need it but there are there are resources there are documents there are um, for all users um, as they start using the platform um, and another really key um, support I consider the clinical feature is we have live in session. Um, tech chat, tech support. And so regardless of who's using the platform and whether it's the therapist or it's the client, the student on the other side, um, they can chat our tech team anytime, middle wow. of a session. You know, if your audio goes out or something happens and you're just not feeling like you know how to quickly resolve it, um, they're highly experienced. We have Spanish bilingual team members who can help. That's, that was hugely helpful when we were doing so many in-home services with some families. Um, and so the goal always being, of course, in, this, in the school world, which is where Tasha and I live, um, we're talking about IEP minutes and making sure that kids are not getting behind and canceling sessions. So having that tech support, I feel is such, it's just such a relief as a clinician to know that you know, you don't need to be a tech expert to be a teletherapist. You really can focus on your discipline and knowing how to be an OT or how to be an SLP. And if something happens on the tech side, you have a really quick resource to help you. Well, I love that. Cause like, that's where my mind is coming from right now. I'm working with OTs developing their own online courses. And a lot of them are struggling with technology and it's not a strength. And I think the people that fought telehealth for a long time was maybe because they were fearful of right. even hopping on a video call, let alone mm -hmm. adding all these bells and whistles. Right. And so that's really cool that the tech support is built into there. I'm sure that gives them a sense of like calm going mm -hmm. into a call and the, you know, on the receiving end to the client or the caregiver or the, whoever the support staff is. Mm -hmm. So that's right. really cool. Um, also in the room, um, it's set up so that way there's a room tour. So a person can generate a room tour and, you know, do their own little mini room tour to refresh their um, brain as to, okay, where are things located? And, um, you know, my title is clinical quality and resource manager because I like letters, CQRM. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like the whole alphabet. I won't rest until I get BCP, all of them. QCRM, OTRL. All of the letters. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice because, you know, I am an OT and there's other clinicians that have those roles in presence learning where we can inform the tech team that when a clinician looks at it, this is what it says to us um, versus if someone who's very tech driven, what it might say to them. And so that's really important aspect um, of the platform is things are named as to what they do. Um, things are, you know, really cl clinician friendly. So if we're looking at this as an OT or a speech therapist or behavioral mental health, there are words that resonate with us um, for our practice versus 
more technical words. So it really, we really try to make it user-friendly. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. Um, so the other question I was thinking when you were talking earlier was about the cameras and like hooking up a second camera. Is that something again, not to put you on the spot, but I, I think people like when I ask these like tough questions, so I'm going to keep rolling with it. Um, is that something that presence learning provides like a secondary camera to either party, or is that something that they have to just have on their own and they can connect and on their own? So presence learning doesn't provide it. However, um, it can easily be done with, you know, a quick jump over to Amazon and ordering an external webcam. Actually, I think I have mine right here. Um, I know the audience won't be able to see it, but it's a simple webcam that you can put on top of your computer or that your student can put there. So they angle it towards their keyboard. Um, But of course, you know, we certainly realize that actually obtaining that um, second camera, just like, you know, when, when everything shut down and cameras, I mean, cameras were like toilet paper, they were gone, you know, (laughs) they were, that's so true. (laughs) They took them, they took all the cameras, all the cameras were gone. Um, You know, that's the other nice thing about the platform is that even if you do um, have to reposition the computer, so that way it's angling towards the tabletop for the student to see, everything is being done right there on that screen and we can make it larger so the student can see it a little better depending on what type of adjustment they make. Um, So there's other um, things that can be done with the platform to always make sure that the student is viewing what they need to view on the computer desktop and, um, you know, that the provider is able to see what's going on with that student. So it's certainly not a deal breaker if that student doesn't have a second camera, but what it does is it keeps you from having to have a hack. You know, hacks are great, but if you have to have a hack, it means that something is lacking. And so with the presence learning platform, I mean, I can honestly tell you, I really didn't feel the need to use hacks when I used that um, with my students because I actually had the tools there. I didn't have to find a workaround, which we only have limited brain power, so Mm -hmm. we don't want to have to problem solve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. There's so many hacks going around. Everyone yeah. was like struggling to kind of just piece it together. And here you guys are with this like robust, robust product that just like has it all. I love it. Well, and it's so, it so speaks, you know, again, all of, all of the features that have been built, um, speak to the integrity of conducting a clinical session. Um, and making it as close as possible to sitting, you know, right next to your student in the same room. And, you know, the second camera integration is huge for that. I mean, certainly for OT, um, but really across disciplines, depending on what you're working on, because I, it, it means that if I do need to look at something, for instance, if I'm conducting a session with a speech student who has an AAC device, um, I can see their device and how they're interfacing with that device without losing their face. I'm never losing their nonverbals, I'm able to observe what's happening, where their eye gaze is going um, without having to move my primary camera back and forth or them having to move their primary camera back and forth because that's not what would happen if you're there in person. You would be capturing all of that at the same time. And so it really is significant to be able to do that. And again, obtaining the camera is kind of the, you know, it's a minor piece in terms of just making, getting your hands on one. Um, but yeah, being able to do it really easily and just plug it in, um, and being able to resize the different camera feeds. So moving between jumbotron, you know, so you can have that second camera and, you know, if Tasha's 
demonstrating something. She can make her second camera the jumbotron size. So she's really modeling for the student and then vice versa if we really need to see that piece up close. But I still have the student's face there. I'm not losing that while I'm doing anything else. So um, it's really an important feature. That's great. I just, you painted a really nice picture of like how you would use that dual camera um, feature. So I love that. I definitely got it in my head and I hope the listeners can appreciate it too about the AAC device and like seeing their, their face and seeing the device is so important. I'm, I'm thinking about like keyboarding too, when you're teaching, you know, like typing skills and you want to be able to see their hands, of course, with like handwriting too. But when you bring in other elements, that's so important. And like you said, you can just grab a quick camera and plug it in. So as simple, you know, as simple as that. So for anyone who's listening, I'm going to interrupt our flow here and make the great announcement that Presence Learning is doing a giveaway for a year of Therapy Essentials Plus for one of our listeners. And so you will go to www.telehealthotservices.com slash giveaway And we will be picking a winner and announcing the winner in a couple of weeks. So make sure you register for that. So who's the ideal person? Who wants this? Who should be going on that website right now to apply for Therapy Essentials? In presence learning world, who's the ideal customer of this product? Um, Well, I mean, I would say anyone who either is exclusively providing teletherapy services or is wanting and needing to integrate remote services into their individual practice, into their clinic setting. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that we are ever going to fully return to everything being 100% in person for all people. Um, even in settings where previously it was, if it was a clinic, if it was a private practice where that was 100% of what was happening, I think for a variety of reasons, people's preferences, um, health, um, access, ability to transport themselves or their children. I think there's so many reasons why having that flexibility and being able to support remotely um, is really vital. That's, I think that's where we are now and that's um, where practices are developing. So um, I, I, you know, I think therapy essentials plus is, I would think that's awesome that we're giving one of those away because you for sure should enter and try it because it's again, giving you the option to look at all of these tools and have these pieces built in for you, having that tech support, um, and just being able to try out this platform that is really exceptional and supports the kind of work that OTs are doing, um, in, you know, in their private setting. So Tasha, I'll let you, anything else you'd like to add on to that? And I certainly would say it's for anyone who, even if you are providing um, some type of in-person services, um, you know, it really helps with continuity of care. Uh, If you have students or children that you're working with who may have stays in the hospital and then they're back home, or if you have, um, you know, for example, I'm, I'm, well, 
I'm still a wife, but my husband retired from the military. I haven't quite worked out how to say that. I'm like, I was a military wife, but we're still together. I don't know. You didn't get divorced. You just left the military. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. And so, you know, I would say that someone who certainly was in my position where you still wanted to um, have this great professional life, but also have this family life and you're constantly moving around. Um, I've actually known people who they've traveled state to state, they've had their own private practice and there's their um, clientele have been exclusively um, teletherapy clientele. And they're able to meet the demands of maybe their spouse's work or their work. And they're able to travel to different states. But as long as you have a great platform to work with, you can still connect with um, that clientele and that could be your business model. Um, so that's, you know, I would say and you, you were referencing before people um, who are starting their own business, it would be excellent for them to give it a try to see if that would be something that would work with their um, business. Or uh, when I was on site, I went, I had like eight schools one year and I was traveling school to school to school. And it really would be great if I knew I had a one o'clock IEP meeting, but I had a two o'clock session to know that I could maybe schedule that student for teletherapy at 2 p.m. So that way I don't have to cancel the session. Um, you know how that happens when you're on site. It's either or, but it at least gives you some flexibility to continue to keep sessions. Um, while attending maybe an in-person meeting as well. I love it. I know I am always trying to talk to the entrepreneurs and so I'm glad that you included them in here. Um, and I, it sounds like a really great opportunity for someone who is starting or wanting to start their telehealth private practice. So what other features did we not talk about that we missed? I know there's so many and where can, besides my website, just for the giveaway, where can they go and find out information about Therapy Essentials Plus? Yeah. So everyone can go to just presencelearning.com. Um, there you can get to all kinds of information from our, our website. And I would say the one thing we didn't really speak to yet is um, activities and so all users do have access to a curated library um, of, activity, of activities, and we, we are really moving towards um, a model of being um, a bit more particular about what we're bringing into the platform. And so, you know, it's a, it's a smaller but growing section of the platform, but every therapist also has the ability to upload their own activities. And so... Um, if there are worksheets, for instance, um, that a therapist wants to use, they can scan and upload that and everything is organized. Um, we haven't, you know, again, we haven't really talked about this either, but, um, everything can be organized into clinical cues. And so that's really how therapists, um, I think of it as my old bookshelves in my old office where I had everything organized by, you know, whatever it was, goal area, age group, I can do the same thing in my therapy room, um, in my cues. And so clinicians really start to build those out over time and have very specific cues to different, again, whatever they're working on, um, if they're going, if they're integrating materials from another resource, for instance, if I'm working with a transition age student and we're working on interview skills, I can upload and use applications from various, um, you know, web-based applications and we can fill them out in the platform. We can do mock interviews in the platform. Um, so just so much flexibility in terms of how to bring in your own resources, leverage others. 
There's also the ability to, um, in addition to just all the things that are built in to our platform, you can use site share and screen share. And so I can co-browse um, in, you know, for instance, I know I'm thinking of something that I know in my SLP brain, that's kind of OT, like dance mat typing, um, being able to go to that website and it actually pulls into our platform. So we're not going to a different site, the student or the child or the client is still sitting in the same location, but now they're are accessing an entirely different resource. And we all know that the it's just overwhelming almost um, what's out there in terms of web-based clinical resources, yeah. um, board maker, cough drop, there's so many things and it's interactive within our platform. So it just really expands everything you can do. Um, you can bring in videos. So we can, you know, you can link to any YouTube video. So Again, there's awesome, um, you know, movement break videos and yoga and all, there's all kinds of great stuff. So it really is pretty limitless. Um, what, how a, a therapist, OT speech, any discipline can really personalize what they're doing, um, which is what we're all about as therapists is individualizing to our clients. So, um, the, the platform also supports that. You take the words out of my, right out of my mouth. I was going to say like individual, that's what we want. And, you know, when people ask like in a forum, how do you work with this? It's always the answer is always, well, it depends. Like, and then there's like 10 questions that follow. And so I love that individualism, like that's built into the platform because we know that not every, anyone is alike. And so they need their own plan of care, their own activities. Yeah. And, and I would say that one of the other things that is really nice about using the platform too, um, you can upload your own documents. So let's say you're in the school system and the teacher's like, you know what, we've been working on this particular worksheet. Um, could you really, you know, could you work on this with your student? And they send it to you, you download it on your computer, it's on your computer, and then you're using a different computer when you get to the school. Oh, and you're, yeah. Oh, <laughs> With the presence learning platform, you put it in the presence learning platform, you put it in your queue and it's there. So regardless of what computer, so, oh no, my, I forgot my laptop. Can I use yours? As long as I log into my room, it's like a little briefcase. So, and you know, works like Google drive. It doesn't matter where I log in from, it stores it there for me. So that really cuts down on oh my gosh, I really wish I would have, you know, brought this over for the student. This would have been fantastic. It's already there living there in, you know, the platform for you. And we have this huge variety of stamps. And, you know, so you can even have your student work on something that's physically in front of them. And I can pull out my scissors stamp and I can show the circle and I can say, you're right-handed. So I'm putting the scissors on this side of the circle. This is where your scissors should be on this side of the circle. And mm -hmm. so there's certainly the possibilities to work on all of those goal areas for OT, handwriting. Um, you know, I loved doing handwriting with flashcards. We have interactive flashcards. So you know what? We're going to sort the um, short, tall, and the descending letters or tail letters or fall letters or, you know, whatever you'd like to call it. We're going to sort those first. And then I'm going to show you what the highlight paper looks like. And then I'm going to have you actually do it on your desk. And so it's a great way for OTs to be able to grade activities, but also reinforce it by doing several different activities, which kids are always excited to use the computer 
And then you work down to maybe doing it actually physically on their desktop. So, so many different, you know, implications for the use of the platform. I love it. I love all the examples that both of you have provided. I think it really paints a good picture of like the possibilities. And as someone who um, a lot of people reach out to for intervention ideas, and I was like, that's not me. (laughs) Like, I love that. I feel like they can get it from from you guys, from someone else. (laughs) Like I can point them in the direction of like, you need ideas, like go here, go get them over here because they've got it all for you, like built into there. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I would say just for anyone who's at all interested, again, go to our, um, go to our website. And, um, we also offer, um, open houses, um, every probably couple of months, Tasha, where it's really just anyone can come and join a live demo, ask questions, Um, And sometimes it's more specific to a certain discipline um, if people really just kind of want to see it live in action and um, be able to talk with Tasha or me or one of our other clinical experts about the platform. And I mean, or you could just come and apply to present (laughs) recording. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because I was like, all right, we said we were going to talk about therapy essentials, but like the elephant in the room is how do we get a job as a telehealth provider with presence learning? I seriously get this question probably every single day. Like, where can I get a telehealth job? So please like tell everyone, what is it that presence learning is looking for in an employee, SLP or OT, the OTs can go share with their SLP friends. What is it that the company is looking for? Um, how do they apply? What vacancies are there? Answer all the questions. Well, I'll start out with some of them and I'll hand some of them over to Kristen, but I will say, um, the nice thing about being with presence learning and the thing that I totally loved and entrepreneurs will really love as well is the fact that, um, you're not, you're not necessarily a presence learning employee, your contractor, this, I mean, you're working, it's like working for yourself. And so you are, yeah, presence learning is connecting those dots. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, they're, you know, bringing in the best of the best in terms of clinicians and matching you with districts who are really in need. And so that works really well. There's so many different resources and it does allow you to have the chance to use the platform. Um, So that way, if there, you know, is someone out there who like, Hey, you know what, I'm a fantastic therapist and I would love to, you know, see how it is, you know, working with this particular company. That's a great Avenue as well. Um, As you know, well, you probably know speech therapy is in huge demand. Um, And so definitely always looking for um, wonderful speech therapists, bilingual speech therapist, um, Presence learning also contracts with behavior mental health providers. So that would be the school psychs and the social workers, um, as well as OTs. And certainly, um, it certainly depends on just who is in need at the you know, particular time that someone expresses their interest. Uh, but it is certainly a great way to get your foot in the door, um, kind of flex some of your entrepreneurial skills but also, you know, to get a chance to really use this fantastic platform. Um, you know, there's really no, you certainly can do it that way or, you know, 
sign up for your own type, your subscription. And the subscriptions are so reasonable that, I mean, when you think about how much you spend on therapy tools, or at least I did, because I love worksheets. (laughs) So when you think about that, and then you have like basically your own portable therapy office that you can take from place to place. If you do crunch the numbers, it really does in the long run, uh, save you money getting that subscription. I love it. So we'll go over pricing in a minute. I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. if we were going to talk about that, but we can talk, we can definitely talk about that. And I have the numbers pulled up, but Kristen, what do you say about, um, the getting a job or Mm -hmm. so it's a 1099 contract, right? Um, so it's a bit of a complicated question. Most of the time. Yes, there are a handful of States at this point, um, where, it's actually a W-2 position specifically because of state regulations around that type of, yes, California and a couple of other states. So the vast majority of our therapists are 1099, but if they happen to move into one of those states, then they would be, they would have to convert. It's just state law right now. Um, So yeah, I, could go on another hour about working with us. Um, this is, this is really where, you know, my heart and passion is, is our provider community and everything we build for them, because I I feel that we are really, um, the, the anti-staffing agency. Um, I have really no interest in working for a company that is only making say, you know, connecting the therapists with the school district or the job and kind of like washing their hands and saying, mm. you know, there you go, which that's a model certainly. And that right. might work for some people, but we really are, that's not what we are about. We very much, whether they're 1099s or W2s, our providers are part of our network. They're part of our community. Um, we have significant clinical, internal clinical teams, multiple teams that are um, all about, you know, Tasha specifically does so much to develop resources and supporting all of the things that clinicians might want who work with us to, you know, improve their work, um, expand as teletherapists, learn from each other. Um, we also have an entire clinical team that is specifically meant to support clinicians in each individual assignment. So, you know, having some of the state level expertise, knowledge of the district, um, and making sure that each, you know, the therapist feels supported in each of their assignments. So lots of layers. Um, and, and really as far as applying with us, I think it's always great to just submit it, you know, submit an email call, talk with a recruiter. They can give, they can give some of the more details around where we may have needs, where mm-hmm. there might be some openings. Um, and of course the reason teletherapy is a thing and works is through cross licensure. So yeah. that is almost always, um, something that people need to be open to is potentially adding one or two additional licenses to the license that they hold where they are, you know, physically sitting, um, because that's how we are able to really disseminate, um, our pool of, um, clinicians across the country, depending on where the need is. Oh, I love that. And like I said, I get so many questions about where there's job openings and, and I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't know, but I'm glad that you guys are sharing. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's jump into pricing. And so I will read here just as it is, and then you guys can add, add to it, your take on it. So there is a therapy essentials. It doesn't say basic plan, but it looks like Mm -hmm. a basic plan, $29 a month, which Mm -hmm. is like a steal. 
mm-hmm. or $2.99 a year. Mm-hmm. And then there's two therapy essentials plus plans. One says special language assess. Oh, no, no. I'm reading that wrong. One says <laughs> speech language assessments. And the other one says cognitive ability and achieve- achievement assessments. Mm-hmm. And the speech language one is 79 a month or 799 a year. And the cognitive ability and achievement assessments is 109 a month or $1,099 a year. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit, Tasha, about um, OTs being able to use the speech language one or the cognitive abilities one. So what would you say are just some of the key differences between the three layers and the pricing? Um, yeah, so I'll just actually quickly speak to that. So it really mostly has to do with whether or not assessments are included. Um, so for the bulk of our assessments are that, that we actually have in the library are speech language assessments or psychoeducational evaluations. So that typically the, the plus version um, most often applies to SLPs or school psychologists um, who are wanting to complete evaluations. Um, but, you know, Tasha, you can speak to options, what OTs might want, be looking for. Um, I would think, I would think that probably for most OTs that you know, the 29 a month is going to be what they need. Exactly. So the $29 a month um, for OT would be certainly sufficient um, because it already comes with all of the library activities. They'll have access to that. They have, um, I think we forgot to mention that there's games embedded into the platform. So there's games that are already um, embedded. So those are interactive um, activities that certainly, not only lend themselves to OT, they could technically be just OT games, but, you know, um, since the platform is shared with um, other providers, it's certainly multidisciplinary. Um, there's the typing functions on there, the site share, the screen share. So that alone um, would take the place of spending $30 a month and just getting new materials because the materials can be reused. They can be used different ways. You can mix and match with the different Um, widgets and other features that we have on there. So you would have endless possibilities for $30 a month. And so um, the only reason we wouldn't necessarily need the assessments plus, um, while we do have, um, there are two assessments that are um, embedded in our platform um, that are available. Um, But in terms of OT, I know a lot of times we're looking at those function-based skills. So the cutting, the writing, um, the typing, Um, some of the handwriting. So we're looking at those. So it's certainly sufficient to complete assessments in terms of uh, looking at OT skills, just using that $29 platform. And so, you know, if I wasn't at Presence Learning, um, because I've been here for seven years, this is the longest job I've had as an OT, because I really do. (laughs) That's so rare. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Like, and I've lived in seven different states. So that should tell you something. Oh, wow. Um, You know, I really do believe in the platform and I really do believe in its ability to service students in a way that's comparable to students or just any type of child um, or any type of clientele in a way that's comparable to being on site with that particular client. And so 
$20 a month, $29 a month. I mean, that's, that's a steal. And it goes without saying that the, that the platform is HIPAA compliant, which if you already start looking for just a video conferencing platform, that's HIPAA compliant. I mean, aside from like the free ones that are very, very basic, but like, if you start looking at the ones that cost money, right? Like, whoa. This yeah, is, that, I mean, that alone is something you pay extra for yeah. is to have that, lay, that layer of HIPAA compliance. And it's, it's, we, we don't offer a non-HIPAA compliant platform. So it's, <laughs> that is amazing. I wasn't like, I don't know, I didn't process it. And so I started to read it out loud, like right now. And I was like, wait a minute, does that say $29 a month? Mm-hmm. I'm still staring at the numbers, like for real, that's a steal. So and for the giveaway winners, you're actually going to get the plus. I don't think we identified which one, but I'm sure that they wouldn't mind you choosing the cognitive or the speech language one, whichever you wanted. And that's for the whole year. That's either seven, $799 value or a $1,099 value. So get on it. If you're listening to this, go on the website, telehealthotservices.com slash giveaway and enter for a chance to win Therapy Essentials Plus. Ladies, thank you so, so much for being here today. I've learned so much and I am just like honored to be speaking to you both. Like, I mean, the company is so well known and you're both doing a fabulous job representing it. Thank you so much, Serena. Yeah, we're really excited to be here and yeah, we're happy to come back anytime if there's, you know, anything else, a different topic you'd like to discuss. So thank you for having us. you're an occupational therapist and you want to know more about telehealth, be sure to join the telehealth OT Facebook group for more information. I'll catch you on the next episode.